Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hope you guys are great. I am sitting here on my floor in my office where I've been spending a lot of time these days. I got to be honest with you. I hope you guys are hanging in and finding really amazing moments to celebrate and, you know, stay connected to uh, the bigger picture, which is that we are resilient, amazing uh, humans. And when we grow out of this current world order, things will definitely be different, but we will be stronger and more amazing as a community. This is my belief. This is what I'm carrying forward with me. So, hey, I'm here today to talk about a celebration of my own, May 5th of 2000. I brought into this world my beautiful daughter, Melissa Marie. And I don't have an extraordinary birth story, my friends. I don't have, yeah, there's just nothing that was uh, chaotic about it. I think the worst part, well, I'll get there. (laughs) There was one little moment. But, um, you know, to be honest, I just wanted to celebrate my daughter. She turns 20 this year, today. Happy birthday, baby. This is going to come out after your birthday, but, and it's this, strange moment in life, right? Where you're like, wow, 20. <laughs> like, what the what the heck? That means I'm double, if not a little bit more than that. Obviously, I am uh, 47 and my daughter is 20. And God, I remember being 20 like it was yesterday. And I remember um, who I was, and I've been reflecting a lot on this lately, is watching the young woman that she is and who I was at that time. And man, she's got a leg up on me in a big way. Actually, both of my daughters do, but today I'm focusing on my Mezzi. So Mez, you were were funny because we weren't planning on getting pregnant when we did. Um, we got married in July of 1999 and I got pregnant at the end of August. And <clears throat> truthfully, what should have been a simple, you know, pregnancy, yes, no test turned into a couple weeks of uncertainty because I kept getting positive pregnancy tests. And when I went to my doctor, I was told I wasn't pregnant. So that was kind of a that was a cluster. And I had to go off to London. I remember for the first time, I was traveling by myself without my boss overseas. And I had done the trip in a way where I went over a weekend. And I planned it that way because I was like, oh, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to see some sights. I'm going to do some things. And that is not what happened. I got there, guys, and I slept the entire weekend, the entire weekend, it, oh my God, 
I felt like so lame because I didn't know what was going on with me, right? Because remember, I was told by my doctor that I wasn't pregnant, but I was actually. Went there, exhausted, had to give these presentations, and I didn't really see much of London. And I was so bummed. I did walk around, but I was all by myself. I didn't feel like going out. And this was like the start of my time being pregnant. And it was a little bit of a roller coaster. And just from an emotional perspective, right? There, again, nothing crazy happened. We actually bought our first home in Leesburg, Virginia, a couple weeks prior to me hitting the road and going to London. And we moved into our home that fall. And I remember I was so grateful. I had terrible migraines, terrible headaches. If you worked at AOL with me, you remember we had the cafeterias and I would walk in in the morning and they'd be making the lunch food. And I got to tell you, like smelling meat at 7.30 a.m. was like the worst thing in the whole wide world. Oh my God, it made me want to die. But I had a pretty relatively easy pregnancy. I gained 65 pounds. I'm not ashamed to say it. I did. I ate like crazy. And then I didn't eat like crazy. I just literally did whatever the body was saying to do. And we had just a fun little relationship that, you know, nine and a half months, 10 months together. I remember that one of the funnier moments that I had was when I went to the doctor after the holidays. And I was so proud of myself because I had done really well with my eating because I realized I had been eating a lot of food. Well, I, and it wasn't like I was trying to restrict myself, but I was feeling better and I was eating, I was making better choices um, just because the body was allowing me to. And I went and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good month. I gained 10 pounds. <laughs> I was like, what is happening to my body? I just blew up like a balloon. It was just the most crazy experience. In fact, my daughters have asked me if I enjoy being pregnant. And I'm going to be honest, and I sometimes don't even like uh, honestly admitting this, but no, I did not like being pregnant. Pregnancy and I weren't friends. My body didn't necessarily enjoy it. But I loved having the time where I would feel you moving inside of me and growing and just the anticipation of who you were going to be, what you were going to look like, what you were going to be like, what it was going to be like to have a baby of my own. Having been 15 and my mom having my baby brother at that time, like I knew what it was like to have babies around, but this was going to be mine. That was different. We got real crafty with you. We... I did a whole DIY nursery. We refinished furniture. We went and bought block wooden letters from Michaels and hand painted each one of them. I remember at the time the Ralph Lauren, um, I want to call it, it was like a the primary colors for sure, but it, they were so beautiful. And we bought all of the paints and I hand, we hand painted all of the letters. We painted your ceiling in your bedroom, like a sky, a, a sky blue, darker, and put stars on it. <laughs> we really like, we did a 
great job. I loved it. It was an ABC theme. We got the Pottery Barn ABC bumper with the gingham pattern on the other side. It was just, just the sweetest little nursery. And I wanted to do it that way. I remember thinking to myself, because we didn't know what we were having when we started doing all of the decorating. And I didn't want to know. I remember I didn't want to know. And this was the best. <clears throat> so we went to the doctor, or no, just to get a sonogram done, right? Ultrasound. And the tech, I was having some uh, difficulty breathing. My blood pressure got super high. I actually think I had gestational diabetes. I can't remember now. And we went just to get, to make sure that you were okay. And the tech was like, she looks great. And Rob and I looked at each other like, what the fuck, man? But it was almost, it was awesome though, because it was right before my baby shower. And so I told her, I was like, hey, I'm having a girl. And so everybody was able to to plan. And, and then I knew, and then I knew I was going to have my sweet little Melissa Marie. So here's the deal. And I know I've told you this. And when I was seven, my mom had a baby girl and she unfortunately passed away at childbirth. And I remember it was really a traumatic time for me at the time, um, watching my mom go through all of this um, and experiencing that death. We buried my baby sister. I remember her being in her little coffin. We, I can still go visit her. And, but I always thought to myself, if I ever have a little girl, I'm gonna name her Melissa Marie. And so I did. And that was your name, and that's the name that we just kind of landed on. We didn't have any other backups. We didn't think about it. And it was funny, though, because we couldn't think of names for boys to save our life. And we, I think we landed on, like, Christopher Allen was going to be the name if we had a boy. Both times I got pregnant, it was going to be Christopher Allen. Not sure. Allen was Rob's um, original middle name and my dad's middle name. So we figured that was a nice middle name. And then Christopher, that was that was it. Like just all these funny little details that pop into my head. I hated maternity clothes. Like you ladies who have babies now, like wow, you guys really have such a gift. Maternity clothes have come a long way. And even when I was pregnant then, like I remember maternity clothes had come a long way. Um and it was just so uncomfortable and you know, I, I worked the entire time I was pregnant. I had a corporate job and, oh, I was going to say something about the migraines and moving. <laughs> this is typical, typical me. But when we moved into our house, I remember we closed on it, but we didn't have any furniture in there. And I would get these raging migraines during the day at work. And luckily we had moved, we had the house. So I would sneak home and go nap on the floor because my migraines were so bad. Anyway, that's that's a side note. But if you have uh, migraines and, you know, just rest as much as you can, man, do what you got to do for your body. You know, I had my parents magazine. I had what to expect when you're expecting. I had all the things and I, oh my God, I watched a baby story on TLC. Like if you guys remember that, that was like, oh, God, it was the best. You would just cry and these families having these babies or not having these babies and the process. It was just like so romantic. And it really was from a time in my 
life, a time in my marriage, a time in my relationship with myself and my husband and the family that was about to be born, like it was a very special time. And I, I loved it from that perspective. I love that it didn't matter where I went, you had to go with me. <laughs> you had to go with me and you couldn't stay home. And I missed that once it was over. But yeah, I mean, nothing crazy. You were an easy pregnancy. I had some physical things that went on with me, but nothing out of the ordinary. And it was right before you were born. It was like those last couple of weeks. I was big as a house. I mean, my ankles were as big as my thighs, um, retaining a ton of water. I had to work from home because I had zero clothes to put on my body. And when I say zero clothes, let me explain. I couldn't even put on my biggest maternity clothes (laughs) at this point in time. I had a robe and I could barely get that tied. So I was home the last couple of weeks and miserable. And when I say miserable, it was like my nose had spread to the size of my face. My feet were huge. Everything hurt. And I just wanted this baby out of me. This is, I think, my one and only funny story from being pregnant with you was about the a week before I woke up and I was mis- I was pissed. I don't know what was wrong. I mean, I guess hormones, I guess just emotionally exhausted, energetically spent, ready to just be done with it. And I basically kicked your father out of the bedroom where I proceeded to lay all day and cry and basically say that I didn't want to have you and that I just hated everything about everything. I hated the name. I hated that we were going to have a baby. I hated him. I hated how, like, you name it. It was like raging from me, this like venom all day. Poor guy. He couldn't catch a break. Finally, at the end of the day, I don't know what it was. I woke up and I started feeling better. And all I wanted, and this is a true story. I've never had Taco Bell before this point or after. And all I wanted was bean burritos from Taco Bell and a chocolate TCBY milkshake. (laughs) I'm not kidding. So he took me to go get that. And I felt better. And then Friday, May 5th of 2000, around 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, I woke up with just like the tightest stomach. I Contractions are trippy, man. Like everything was super tight. I felt like I couldn't move. So called the doctor and they're like, okay, how far apart? And they're like, try to go take a shower, relax. So we did, we got in the shower. He massaged my back, got back in bed. This went on until about six o'clock or so in the morning. And finally, Rob was like, okay, you're more comfortable now because everything kind of slowed down. And he's like, I'm going to go to work. Call me if you need me. So he drove in to his office in Tyson's, Virginia, which is about 35 minutes away from our house. And I went back to sleep. And around 7.30 that morning, I woke up and stood up and started like peeing. Well, I thought it was peeing. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, my water broke. Called my husband. 
we call the doctor. They're like, yeah, come in. So I've got my bag all packed. Here's the deal. You're not supposed to drive yourself anywhere when you're preggers. I did. I drove because I was, I mean, I wasn't in any pain. The contractions for the most part had stopped. They were coming, but not as severely. I drive myself all the way to Fairfax, Virginia. Oh my gosh, guys. Okay, so this is the best. I stand up out of the car and my water breaks and goes everywhere. I mean, gushing. And I walk in to the dot. First of all, I'm crying. I'm mortified because now I'm like soaking wet as if this has never happened to another woman in the history of anything. And I go in and I go up to the woman. <laughs> the receptionist at the doctor's office, whatever, whatever they're called, the office assistant. And I say, do you have a pad? I think my water just broke. And the woman looked at me. She's like, oh, honey, just, just go sit down. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It was so funny now that I look back. And it was funny at the moment too. I was like, what did I just do? We go in next funny moment is they test the fluid and yep, my water had broke and they put it on a slide and daddy looks at the doctor and says, can we keep that? And the guy is like, dude, no, you aren't going to want to keep this. I'm not, we were so out of, I mean, we've never done this before, right? We go to the hospital, we get all checked in and the day was actually super relaxing. I remember I was never too uncomfortable and the actual pushing and laboring part of the day was super simple. And you came out with just this like tiny little like baby kitten squeaky meow noise, like just, and it was, you know, when I think about the births of my daughters and I don't know if other moms can relate to this, but honestly, like, if that tells you anything about their personalities, it's like she has always been this way. Mez has always been just a quiet little force. And it started that day. And she was just this beautiful little angelic, like pink and blonde little baby. And she was very familiar to me because she looked very much like my, um, my family as babies looked. And she was just perfect. And I remember our days in the hospital, which felt like I never wanted them to end because everybody like celebrates you. If you pass gas, it was the most amazing thing. If you go to the bathroom, it's the most amazing thing. Like I, and you know, breastfeeding, everything was just like so awesome. And you just had this little calming energy to you. And we brought you home and had no idea. I remember leaving that day and I sat in the back seat with you on the way home and I'm like, okay, what do we, we were like, what do we do now? And <clears throat> so gosh, the weeks and the days that followed were just so nice. We had a really nice summer that year. I remember it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. We took lots of walks. We spent time with family. Your cousin Kyler was born shortly after you and that was a lot of fun to have you guys together and grow up like that with each other. And you know, Mezzi, you just, you rocked my world. You changed everything for me and I think for your daddy. I think I can speak for him as well. We grew up a little bit more that day and 
maybe started taking things a little bit more seriously in life. I don't know. I still sometimes to this day, when I think about you being 20 and I think about uh, being a mom and people asking me like, what are your secrets? Like, what do you guys do? Your girls are great and you, you guys are. And I don't know, like I, as you know, I didn't have the strongest relationship with my mom. And I think for me, one of the things that I want so badly for my life with you and your sister is that we always have a relationship where you can tell me anything, I can tell you anything, but we also have that mutual understanding that I am the mother, I am your mom. And we do, we've got this great friendship and you let me mom when I need to mom and you let me friend when we need to friend. And sometimes you don't let me do either and sometimes I don't let you do either. And I've just watched you grow and turn out every little corner into something magic. And, you know, from your deep drive, your desire to be great, your tenacity and your loving spirit. I would say if any, if you're friends with my daughter, you're probably one of the luckiest people in the whole wide world. Cause this girl, she's a crazy, crazy, great friend. She has a fighting spirit and she has, you know, I, I, I've watched her be put in some really interesting situations. And I, and I think for me, one of the couple of times was she put herself in this first one when she was seven and the team needed a goalie for soccer. And she just raised her little hand. And I remember watching her walk. I was like, what is she, what is she crazy? What is she doing? (laughs) She did it. And she was an amazing goalie and she loved that position and she loved being part of a team and being that strong foundation and that's what she is she's a strong foundation for any relationship for herself she's a strong foundation she she nurtures herself she takes care of herself she knows what she wants she knows what she doesn't want she knows what she'll tolerate long before I ever knew these things. I didn't understand some of these things when I was her age. Mez is beautiful and she just, her energy can change a room and be careful because she'll, she'll pull you in into a place where you won't want to let go of. She's got some amazing brains. She's got amazing mad skills. She's got a sense of humor that is like freaking like hysterical, like, and she's got a killer smile. You know, you get her around you and you're just gonna feel absolute love, absolute joy. The second time I watched her be put in a really interesting position wasn't by her choice. She was 14 and she was asked to go play in a tournament for soccer with some older girls on an older team. It doesn't seem like 14 to 17 should be that big of a deal, but it is. And it was a tough weekend. I'm just going to put it to you that way. And 
you know, she powered through in a way that I just, I don't understand because I would have just like thrown my gloves off to the side and called it quits. And I think she grew 10 times faster that weekend than she anticipated she was going to have to. And her path with the love of the game of soccer has been interesting. And it's interesting the curveballs that each one of us get thrown at in li- thrown at us in life, right? We all have a very different experience. But what I keep watching my daughter do is she turns back to that little baby that I described, that little squeak, that little calm presence. She lets herself feel deeply. She lets herself process. And then she comes out on the other end just stronger. She doesn't have a tendency to get real big and loud and throw fits and scream and yell. She gets quiet. And there's pros and cons to this, right? We all know this. And this is something that, you know, her and I talk about often and we work on together is that there's a time to get super quiet and turn inward and reflect. And then there's a time that you need to talk about things and let it go. So as you grow, my dear one, beautiful, sweet baby that made me a mom, remember what your foundation is. Remember that you are that foundation and you are the calm and you are the strength. I'm not going to sit here and put labels on you like you're a soccer player or you're a communications major. No, you are these other things. You are beauty. You are a rock you are strength but it doesn't mean you have to be for everyone you are kind but be kind to yourself first you are love but love yourself first you are a battleground but battle for yourself first and then just let love flow from you do everything from love i don't know if i've ever actually said that to you i know that i told you and your sister every day as much as i would remember to go be magic And I still will tell you to go be magic and do magical things and don't wait and don't let someone else make you wait. Don't wait for other people to give you permission. If I have to give you any advice right now as you enter into the next 10 years of your life, it's this. Keep taking steps forward. Keep going. We're living in a crazy time right now and I know it's going to look uncertain and it looks a little scary and it looks strange because it's not what we were training for, right? It's not what we were preparing for, but here we are and you have the tools and you have the power and you have the strength and you have the vision and you have the creativity to go and make something really amazing out of all of this for yourself. I love the way you love your sister. I love the way you love the game of soccer. I love the way you love school. I love that you love to learn I love that you still love Nintendo. I love that you just do you. You beat, you literally beat to your own drum like nobody I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I love watching you have the beautiful relationship that you have with your father. And I love everything about you. From your blonde hair, to your blue eyes, to your pointy little nose, and your pointy little chin, to your laugh, to your bendy little fingers, to the strength in your legs and the power in your body. I love you, Melissa Marie. Happy birthday. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. 
and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, enjoying, and hey, follow us on social media. Instagram is msh underscore shift. You can also follow me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A underscore Hines, H-O-F-F-H-E-I-N-S. You can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group. It's a public open group. We share goodies and information. Um, visit my website, marshahoffines.com. Sign up for the newsletter and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies, all of them, all the time. Talk to you soon. <laughs>